Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, we thank you very much. Are you excited about politics and pints on March 20th? Oh, yes. <laughs> you, you don't sound very sincere, Gary. Well, anybody who's ever been there knows I have the hardest job in the room. You so, do try to shut me up. Well, and, not just and, you. I mean, it's all three of you, and so <laughs> trying. And now to, you got Brian Kilmead coming on March twentieth, right? So we'll, um, you know, it's always great to see our listeners and interact with them, and yeah. and it's you know it's it it's fun to an extent. It's just I dread it because you guys don't listen to me very well. <laughs> well. You can't take it personally. It's just you got three loud mouths, and then I with Brian Kilmeade. Now, what will the dynamic hey, hey, be wait, with wait, Brian wait, wait, wait. I don't take it personally. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to enjoy it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The event is great. I'm glad we're doing it, and I'm happy to be there. Okay. I don't want it to be misconstrued. That's the answer we all want to hear. That that, that I don't want it to be misconstrued. I just I just know the challenge that awaits. Right. Uh, you know, well, the it, tickets are on sale for yeah. anybody who's been waiting, waiting, waiting. They're on sale at WRVA.com. And I, I'm just telling you, every time we've done this, this is the eighth time we've done it. We go on sale. The VIP sells out in less than a day, all gone. And then people are like, I wanted VIP. I'm like, all right. So look, if you want the VIP tickets where you get to meet Brian right. Kilmeade go from get Fox, them. go get them now at WRVA.com. You know, I think, um, George Allen is buddies with Brian Kilmeade. And George Allen, the former governor of Virginia, former quarterback at UVA, is back with us this morning. Governor, good morning. You're friends with Brian yeah, Kilmeade, aren't you? Yeah, sure, sure am. I really uh, I like him, admire him. I love the, the books on history that he's yes. written. In fact, we wrote the one on uh, at the Young America's Foundation. We had a, a book signing for him on the one on. Uh, the Battle of New Orleans, and uh, and I, in the midst of it, I said, "You ought to write a book on Texas and and the importance of Texas independence and so forth." And lo and behold, a few years later, he wrote a great book oh, on the defenders yeah. of the Alamo. So, what I, a great I, story! I, he's that a good is. guy, and yeah. and he he's, he's smart on policy, and he also, most importantly, loves sports. <laughs> Well, that helps, doesn't it? Well, of course, sure does. Gary is hanging out because you two have not had a chance to dissect the Super Bowl a couple of days later. So what what'd you think? I'm sure you were holed up telling people to leave you alone so you could actually study the game. I was actually, I was actually it was Jason Miyars, their attorney general. It was his birthday, and they had a party over at his house Oh, uh, with, with uh, people from his church and close friends, and so we were watching it. Uh, at at his house. Well, that's and, uh, great. We, we, well, we actually left. Um, uh, when did we leave? Because Susan, <laughs> Susan, uh, anyway, ran late. So we okay. watched. I watched the end of it at home with Henry Doggett, 
who was visiting. You know Wonderful. Henry. Doggett, I know Henry. That's the king terrific. of the road. Yeah, so Henry and I stayed up, watched overtime and the postgame show. I thought it was a great game. Uh, a lot of drama uh, It played out perfectly as far as I was concerned because I was for the Chiefs. We we mentioned, Gary and I mentioned uh, last week, I said, well, and, and Kansas City has a better kicker. And, and actually, the 49ers kicker made a long field goal, but he got an extra point blocked, and that blocked extra point was yeah. crucial in, in allowing the Chiefs to, to tie the game. And, and, then, and then the coach of the 49ers makes a mistake of, of not <laughs> kicking off uh, in overtime, which has become the big story about what a mistake and how unprepared he was compared to Coach Reed. And, of course, I would say a couple things. First of all, that missed extra point, not to get too geeky about it, the missed extra point, if you watch it, was clearly on the kicker. Because sometimes, you know, the yep. blocking does it, and the, kick, and the blockers get through, and the kicker's got no chance. But that was a low kick, and it just happened to hit somebody's arm. So definitely on the kicker. And you're right, a lot of discussion about that decision of whether to take the ball or play defense at the beginning of overtime with the rule change where both teams are guaranteed at least one possession no matter what. Yeah, and that's a mistake. You want to know, you know, even even in college, college is not exactly the same, but similar in that when you go into overtime, you want to go second. You don't want the ball first because you need to. Know, you want to know if you got to kick a field goal to win or tie, right. or you got to get a touchdown. You, Plus, you use four downs. If right. you're second, you realize you're going to use four downs. Whereas if you go first with it, you know it's it's fourth and. Five, oh, heck, we better punt this uh, with it. So it's it. It was a, a it's, it's an example of being prepared ahead of time. And the Chiefs folks said, "Go, we were pre- practicing this back in summer." <laughs> and the Forty ers players are saying, "I didn't know that, huh? Oh gosh, we found that out at that time." Huh. So, I'll t- I'll tell you one other thing. The interesting thing is the argument on the other side by some, is that if both teams score a touchdown, we'll take the ball because then if both teams score a touchdown, we'll get the ball first in sudden death. Well, the only problem with that is Patrick Holmes said afterwards the Chiefs were planning on going for two in that case. And and, yeah. and, 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 and so that, that kind of makes that all moot. Uh, so I don't know about you, but the second the Niners kicked that field goal, I was like, I looked at my wife and I said, this game's over because I never doubted that the Chiefs would drive straight down and score. Yeah, well, you never know. You never know. I thought it was a really great competitive oh, game. It was and fabulous. The conspiracy, the the easily deluded, gullible folks. Uh, Taylor Swift did not endorse in the presidential race. <laughs> <laughs> you had all that. We were waiting. I was just thinking, and yeah, waiting, waiting for it. But I was just thinking, anybody who believes that. Uh, I don't know. They believe that the moon's out of made out of green cheese or something. I don't, you know, I don't know. She got a lot of cutaways, but she, well, of course yeah. they did. Yeah. Of course, I mean that's. that's I, I don't know if you know this or not, marketing. but her her total amount of screen time during the game was under forty five seconds. Is that oh, right? There probably was betting. There probably was some bet on that. Oh, there was. <laughs> In there Vegas. were props. There were props on everything. Yeah. So, do I dare ask now that you've dissected the game, which I stayed up for even in overtime? I, Alonzo fell asleep. I was like, "What? You're falling asleep?" And I'm up watching this game. What uh, do I ask you? What you thought of Usher and the halftime show? <laughs> you didn't care. 
I, I went to that. Use the restroom during that. I, <laughs> I, I've heard of Usher. I just don't care about that kind of stuff. I know. Uh, I know. I will say that Susan was watching it, and and there were others who were paying attention to it. I, what did she I liked think? Reba Mac. I liked Reba McIntyre. She was good. Wasn't it? National national, she was great. Yeah. That was great. But the halftime show to me uh, is not relevant. That's the bathroom football. break. Yeah, I figured that was exactly. the George Allen answer that I would get. I just and, wanted and to get, say. <laughs> and get another hot dog. Right. Another pig in a blanket. <laughs> All right. Real quick before we go, Governor, uh, may I ask you about something? We had Senator Amanda, former Senator Amanda Chase on uh, a couple of days ago. Maybe it was in it last week. And she she is not for ranked choice voting. And, of course, she went through that, as, as did Governor Yunkin, when the Republicans right. chose uh, Glenn Youngkin is their nominee, and then eventually he won as governor. So right. I guess he feels good about it. She does not. She doesn't like it. Yeah, she lost maybe. Right. Well, but what, here, what do you re- think? Re- of I'm, I'm for ranked choice voting. I had actually recommended to the state party for that that uh, kind of strange way of nominating in the pandemic with all the restrictions in Virginia. Okay. And and I'm glad they did it. Uh, and uh, Virginian Republicans have used that to nominate. Uh, Governor Yunkin, uh, Lieutenant Governor Sears, Attorney General Miaris are all nominated using that. Republicans have used it in congressional races. They used it uh, for a delegate, uh, Baxter Innes, who won in, in Chesapeake. I, I'm not for the government mandating that any party use that, that approach, but I think it, it's an added choice for political parties to decide for themselves. Just as people ought to be able to decide what kind of car they want to buy, right, you know, right. state parties ought to, or localities ought to have this added option of ranked choice voting for their nomination process. And in fact, I was on your show, John, and I had announced about my ranked choice. My first choice was, was Kirk Cox. Number two was Glenn Youngkin. Mm-hmm. When I called Glenn to the governor, governor to be, but I said, look, I've, I've committed to Kirk Cox. You're my second choice. He was thrilled. It made the it made the nomination. Generally speaking, it, it, if somebody's too negative, they're not going to be someone's second choice. Right. The other important point, John, and this is essential, is allow ranked choice voting in presidential primaries. And the reason for that, especially, is for military and overseas voters. Over in the in the in the 2020 Democrat primary in Virginia. 30,000 votes were unable to be counted and over 11,000 in the 2016 Republican primary. Now, this is not the, the bill that's in the legislature for the presidential primary will not be for this year, but you're going to have a crowded primary in both parties in 2028. Right now, I'm looking at my absentee ballot in Virginia right now. Chris Christie, Ryan Blinkley, Ramaswamy, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley. Now, if you have ranked choice voting, and this is why the votes aren't counted or are unable to be counted, is people in these primaries, by the time you get to it, have dropped out. Mm-hmm. And so for the so military folks and over, that are overseas, their votes don't count. But if you use ranked choice voting, their votes will count. Maybe their first choice was uh, Ron DeSantis and, and DeSantis is out who is who, who's their second choice or right. third choice and so to me why why can't again parties don't have to do it but let them do it and i really think it makes a great deal of sense when you have so many folks running and when 
you have folks dropping out by the time you get to election day. Yeah. Well, it did seem to soften the hurt feelings and help build sure. consensus. I was yep. a little worried because I went in and watched them counting, and it was stacks and stacks and stacks of these ballots. And I'm thinking, how do you keep track of all? I mean, these people can barely count one name on a ballot. How do you keep up with all these names? You don't think that's it's a little too complicated? counting wise well i know that was the first time they did it and they actually did the attorney generals i think first right to make sure that by the time they got to the (laughs) governor's one they were ready to do it correctly yeah and i think that as it works through yes they they, they'll be able to do it and there there are mechanisms uh uh to because other states are are doing it and i think that it can be done more quickly efficiently and then i also think that that votes votes uh could be counted more quickly, but the point right. is, is I think it I think it brings a, a greater chance of civility in a campaign. If you're overly negative, you're not going to be somebody's second or third choice, right. um, and and uh, it, it disincentivizes negative campaigning. So nominees are not just so bashed. And I do think the party with the ranked choice voting, there's always the sore feelings of the losers or those right. who do not win the nomination. But I think this says, oh, everyone had a shot and so forth. And, and it's, it's, at, least, at least in our the Republicans in 2021, it seemed to be a very unified party yeah. going into the general election. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about it. And I'm always happy when you're with us on Friday. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, John. Former Take Virginia governor. Have a winning re- weekend. We'll do it. Daytona. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs> Former Virginia Governor George Allen. It's 849. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA.